Unbillable Hour Community Table, where real lawyers from all around the country with real issues they are dealing with right now meet together virtually to present their questions to Christopher T. Anderson, lawyer and law firm management consultant. New questions every episode, and none of it scripted. The real conversations happen here. The first question comes from a lawyer who is uncertain how to market two different areas of focus for her law firm. I'm a medical malpractice lawyer. Um, We've decided to put all of our marketing dollars on medical malpractice and to try to be facing to the world as we are only medical malpractice lawyers. However, as you know, Christopher, I have a very senior, what I call a general personal injury litigation lawyer. Because I put all of my eggs in the medical malpractice basket, she's running out of cases. As you know, when I was advertising for those cases in 2019, her attorney's fees were over a million dollars. She also is able to turn those cases more quickly than we can the med mal cases. There's a lot of reasons for me to keep her with a healthy car wreck, truck wreck, general litigation docket. Spoke with my marketing people today and they were like, well, you know, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. So what I was wondering are, what are some basic marketing techniques that I could use that are not digital marketing that could help build this docket? That makes oh, sense. Oh gosh. Now, if the question makes sense, I don't know why you'd want to exclude digital, but I mean, I think the, the biggest you know, PIMLA would be the, you know, to, to if you go to PIMLA, you find out exactly what you need to, to do or, or Ill, not, what's the, uh, what's the one for personal injury? Yeah, the PIMLA. Um, PIMLA. PIMLA, thank you. You'll find out all the different things you could do. I mean, billboards are huge. Radio is huge. TV is huge. There's a lot of different, you know, 800, specialized 800 numbers are huge. There's a lot of marketing techniques and tactics, but I don't know why we would exclude one channel in favor of all the others. Like, do you have a reason why you want to do that? Well, because we don't want to appear public facing to say we can handle your eight figure med mal case and also your soft tissue car wreck. Right. I got that. And that's where I have a solution for that. But it doesn't necessarily involve killing digital. The answer for that is you need a separate brand because, yeah, this is this is the dog clinic and the cat clinic. And you don't the marketing it's even worse than the dog clinic and the cat clinic. This is this is indeed just two separate products that don't go together. And they trying to co-market them will dilute both brands. So, and the, and as you know, the factories are different or whatever, but that's not your problem. You've got both factories figured out. I know that, you know, so you don't have, you know, the, the problems with operating two different practices are always the marketing gets confused and the factories get confused. And, and that can really be a strain on the business. It ruins profitability, but you've got the second part figured out. So I'm not aware of Texas's rules yet, but does Texas allow um, trade names at all? No. Not yet. Um, not yet, because the states are falling fast. New York just fell. I never thought New York would go. You know, so you need a different brand under the same name or a separate entity like, you know, you and your other person. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, she needn't be a partner. She, but she can be on the frame, the firm, or it could just be personal injury. Like there's something else you can do, but we can set up two separate brands. The third problem with doing that is the one I want to be sure that we're 
anticipating, which is as long as ever, anybody else smells that Kate is doing personal injury, like trucks, as well as MedMal, then other PI firms will be less likely to send MedMal cases your way. Correct. And yeah. that's, and there's no getting around that. I mean, you know, you, you, if you just avoid digital, it's not like they're going to sniff, not going to sniff you out. They will. Um, so you just have to be prepared for that, that just going to decrease referrals from other PI lawyers because they'll be worried that you're competing because you're not going to be referring your MVs to them, um, your MVAs to them. So if you're, if you're prepared for that, if that's okay, then the idea here is we just market under a completely separate brand so the market doesn't confuse the two. And then you can hit digital. You can hit all the, all the resources based on what you think is the best marketing mix for that business and fill her up. Yes, right. Okay, tons of things to think about. And I think I do know actually some really prominent lawyers in town that just all of a sudden one night there was this guy all over billboards and who was everybody in town was like, who we've never heard of that guy. Who is it? And then as you're saying, they sniffed it out. They just got somebody that they thought made a good brand image mm -hmm. and said, Hey, do you want a job? You can have, you can have this firm, you know, or whatever. So yeah. I understand the concept and yeah, I've heard about Pilma for years and great legal marketing mm -hmm. uh, as yeah. well. So I'll look into that. Yeah, yeah, those will give you the ideas of what you can do. But again, I think it's not the right thinking to think about just avoiding digital to not mix up the brands. It's about creating a separate brand. Gotcha. The second question centers around the struggles a lawyer is having finding a call intake employee to hire. I'm out of options on hiring. I, I'm literally stuck and I, I think I've done most everything I could possibly do. Uh, my recruiters, I had, a, I'm firing the intake that came from a recruiter. So he's going to find me a replacement. Yeah, so first of all, your, your, your question just started with hiring. You didn't say what role. And I know the answer is probably all. Sorry. But. Let's just say, yeah, all. Well, intake and attorney are my now top two priorities. We might have a virtual staffer. We just interviewed an hour ago. That seems at least I could probably maybe get a year and a half to two years out of them. Does intake to me, intake has a lifespan of about two years. I've been noticing that trend because of the, the call volume, the stories, you know, has anyone had an intake person more than two years? No. Yeah. So I'm thinking if I can get a virtual person or anyone for that matter, if at least I get a year and a half to two years, I think I've hit the, the, the they cap out at about that, that rate. What's uh, your number of calls per day that, that, recently, that intake is fielding? Recently. It's probably about, well, 10, 10 new referrals plus those calling back from previous days. But so 10 new leads a day for intake, marketing qualified leads, 220 to 250 a month. In the past couple of weeks, it's, it's dramatically increased. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like that. So it was manageable, but. Right. So yeah, so, the intake problem and then, and then my sales is selling. So now I have an attorney problem because I don't right. have. So for intake, I mean, my, my solution has always been to have a core person on team and then to have an outsourced team on call that can handle the overflow, which you handle with a call tree or some automation so that, you know, two rings, boom, goes, you know, there's, 
So the client doesn't experience anything. And of course, right. you could always, the beauty there is you can weigh the effectiveness of both, both sides of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as recruiting for intake, I got to be honest, I've been the most successful over the past year as far as internal. I recruit from excellent customer service that I receive in my local area, either you know New York City when I'm there or in Georgia when I'm there or in Colorado when I'm there. And I have hired people from bodegas. I have I just recently hired uh, a person who was doing um, interior decoration, uh, like uh, interior remodeling. They yeah. sent, instead of sending an engineer over, they sent a sales guy over, loved him, hired him. And I didn't do business and I didn't buy the uh, interior remodeling from that company. But it's a, rec- it's a recruiting game. Like you can't, they're not out there because they don't, and this we when I was with uh, with how to manage, we faced the same problem with marketing people, and we finally decided to start market to start advertising for the jobs, not mentioning it was how to manage or the business we were in, because they don't sales people intake people people who are, would be effective in the role don't see themselves at a law firm, like right. it just doesn't click. They don't think law firms do this, and so they're not looking. If they see it, they won't apply. And, uh, and, and so you've got to either position a separate marketing and uh, intake entity. It doesn't have to really exist, right? You just, you just create it for the purpose of recruiting and, or you just go out there and you hunt and you turn everybody, you know, your husband, your friends, everybody, you know, like I'm looking for this, but if you come across, this is what this person looks like. This is how they quack. This is how they waddle. This is how they flap their wings. If you see one, it's a duck. I want it bring it to me. And, uh, you know, here's a finder's fee. They don't have to be legal. It doesn't, I prefer that they're not, you know, I just hired two. I, uh, like the one I just told you about, I've hired actually three. I hired a guy who was selling mattresses. The other one is in, is in New York, but like, I just find them because you're right. They don't last that long. So I, I hire them whenever I find them. Um, because I always have something for them to do because I've got the overflow. Right. So when I hire someone else, I can pay, my overflow business less for a while until the volume builds back up. Should I change my ad, my job ad to remove law firm yep. or keep it law firm or just the title should say inside sales? Yes. No- yeah. Inbound, yes. outbound or both. Um, like, you know, you characterize it the way you will. Um, you know, mine, mine are heavily both. So I, I make sure I do say that it's inbound and outbound. Remove any anything about a law firm and just say yeah because we'll, they don't we'll see tell it. You they about don't... it when you call. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Could you could say it. you know highly fast growing professional services business, fast growing um, services business. However you want to characterize it, but don't say law firm. They don't get it, it, especially family law firm. They don't. It just doesn't yeah. click. All right, I'm, I'll try that because I'm I'm at my wits end. So, and then and then the recruiting for the lawyers. I mean, I'm I'm about to just I I don't know honestly. Nothing, nothing, crickets. I've come across someone that I've uh, started using. I can't tell her name to everybody in the business, but if you D in uh, on this call, but if you DM me, um, yeah. we can speak privately and I will give you her name. She is not a lawyer recruiter. Um, but I have recruited her to recruit lawyers and she's doing a great job. Oh, good. Um, okay. So uh, and I'll give you her name. All right, cool. It's another Thank one you. of those things where I saw someone in a different business and said, you'd be good at this. And yeah. she is. Interesting. And yeah, cool. and she charges normally, like, cause yeah. she, she's, she knows the recruiting business. So she charges me like everybody else, but uh, she's easy to work with. Thanks.
Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Nearly 80% of people search for lawyers online. They visit websites and check reviews. If your site doesn't appear in the top search results or it presents poorly, you risk losing clients. That's why you must know how your firm stacks up on Google against the competition. See how your reviews impact clients' decisions and how you can get better results from your site. Get an unbiased marketing performance report in under a minute right now at Grow Law Firm. And that's growlawfirm.com slash unbillable. Once again, growlawfirm.com slash unbillable. The third question is from a lawyer who wants to know how to best use marketing dollars when starting in a new state. This may be a question that you've probably already answered for yourself. You go into a new market where no one knows you much and you're starting out, whether it's competitive or not. Uh, I see you're into divorces in Colorado. So my question is, where do you put your money in your marketing as you come in? What do you do starting out from nothing? I mean, a lot of obviously, you know, digital and things like that. But I'm just kind of curious, you know, just from your perspective, coming into a place where, you know, to introduce yourself to a lot of new people, you know, will take some time getting any traction when you're figuring out, you know, what lawyers to speak with, how you, you know, ask for the referrals from that aspect. Obviously, we're doing auto accidents and personal injury down in Tampa, which is one of the probably highest concentration of Morgan and Morgan and, you know, everybody else that's blowing money uh, left and right. So I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are. So first of all, the big question is, what are you doing in Tampa? Are you doing the same thing? You're doing um, PI work or what's what's the, what's the thing in Tampa? Well, we're doing PI and uh, we're, my son's licensed down here. And so I took the bar exam. I think maybe I told you that I wasn't sure, but anyway, so I'm licensed down in Florida and we're doing personal injury and some criminal defense, kind of like what we're doing in Nebraska to a certain degree. Okay. So, I mean, I think the answer is, uh, I mean, for me and and the business I'm actually in Colorado uh, and elsewhere is law firm acquisitions. And, uh, and, and so we're building a new business model and then acquiring law firms and putting them into it. But in order to do that, we had to prove the concept. So my model for proving this concept of how to drop a law firm, how to drop a brand into a new area is first of all, you have to build recognition. So the first thing was you do things free, um, give free content, give free workshops, give free seminars and, or, and some low cost stuff, but get like good six to nine months of market priming so that you can get some recognition. Then you hit the market you know, with, with marketing, with cold marketing, because you're not a known entity. You don't have authority yet. And uh, you can hit it with cold marketing in a variety of ways. But the, to me, the number one key is hire somebody who is known. That's, uh, that's, that is the fastest way into the market. So you get someone who knows their way around, who can tell you who's good, who's bad, who, you know, what they know about it. 
um, and who has some recognition that can tell the marketplace, hey, this firm's legit, this is a good idea, and you should do it. Uh, you, should, you should consider them to be legit in the space. That's in a business that requires knowledge. Now let's talk about what you do. For the most part, what you do, much like what Kim does, much like what Carrie does, involves people who have zero sophistication in deciding how to hire a law firm because mm -hmm. they've never done it before. So you get to educate them on how to do it. And that's where you focus your marketing. Is this, you know, why are you different? Why are you in this market space? Why should they hire you? And you have to get to them. So the answer to that is to the extent you can't do what I said before, get someone who's known and leverage a known entity. Then you focus on digital and any other means that gets you directly in front of the consumer in a way that they will not be looking for social proof referral evidence, but basically they're looking for you to teach them what it is to be their client. Um, and so that is, your messaging is around that. This is Inkalar Law. This is why we do things the way we do them. This is why we're different. This is why you'll be okay with us. And here's what you should expect from us. And make exactly. it, you know, what they won't get from someone else. Don't make it the stupid stuff like, you know, we'll return your phone calls or, you know, we, we care. What, what's different? What is something that other law lawyers aren't saying? Say that. Um, only if you mean it, of course, but, uh, you know, but then you, you put, and then you, you're putting your money. And it's what I described to, I think in the last meeting, we were talking to someone else, but I said, you know, you have to distinguish in marketing between the allegory is one that, that should be important to like our, our estate planning folks. At the beginning, when you're launching a business, you are building money. As the business matures, you move to build wealth. Building wealth is getting referral clients getting people to send you business, getting known in the marketplace, getting brand recognition. That's all wealth. At first, spend all your money getting money because that's what you need. And the wealth has to come second. You can't do it the other way around. But so a little bit of priming the market, then focusing on getting money and then building the referral network. Um, and if along the way you can inject some talent from the market, that will help a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. You talked about market or acquisition of law firms. I went through that process for about a year and looking at, you know, fairly, several law firms down here that were for sale. And obviously the process that you go through and the what people put on their numbers and what you find out are really one way or the other. Uh, you know, you think they're, they have good law firms and then you find out that reality, they really aren't selling much. Uh, no, most law firms are worth close to zero. Right. So that was the process that we went through. I, I, I considered, you know, finding some good firms, putting some money into those. And like you said, you've got a known entity that's already running. You're pulling in some clients. But bottom line is, is that I went through, I think, three or four different law firms uh, over the years and came to the same conclusion every time. We might as well take the, you know, 100, 150, 200,000 that we have to put into it, let's say, Put it in marketing. Yeah. And and just go ahead and try to market. So that that that's why I was just asking you when you're when you're starting out and nobody knows you and you don't have that leverage of you know current clients coming in. I mean, we're we're doing lawyer referral from the Hillsborough Bar just to yeah. kind of have some connection. They're doing a lot of free work just answering questions that have nothing to do with car wrecks, but still building recognition from people who know who you are, may be spending some money but you're just trying to get familiarity with different people knowing who you are and 
at least have the phones ringing. Yeah, I've got to play you out, but that's a conversation that I want to continue with you. But if you want to talk about plopping into a new marketplace a little bit more, um, just shoot me an email. We'll, we'll chat a little bit more about that. Our fourth question is about the differences between training a new hire versus hiring an already experienced candidate. I wanted to ask you about training people versus hiring people for a position. So when I first started out on my own, I would hire the cheapest, least experienced people. And that was a disaster. And then I swore to myself up and down that there's no way in hell that I wasn't hiring someone who wasn't already a competent professional at the job I was hiring for. And I'm finding myself, you know, I'm hiring for sort of a very specific kind of role and having a really, really hard time finding that probate paralegal who isn't doing ultra high net worth and wondering if I should grow one of my own. And it kind of gives me a pit in the bottom of my stomach to do it because it's going to be so draining, but I'm going to keep needing these people. That's, that's kind of part A of my question. And the answer is higher. And clearly you're not big enough to train. Like there are positions where you'll have to train for because they don't exist, or you'll have to try to mold someone into something that you've got that doesn't exist in the market space. And if that's the case, that's what you got to do. But let me give you this. As I grew my business, businesses, what I often found when I found someone who met the job description, was really a rock star in that area, is that I learned along the way that I had no idea how good that role could be. In, my, in the beginning of my career, I had some paralegals around and I went into a firm that had some paralegals around and I thought that's what a good paralegal was until I hired a good paralegal. And I was like, holy shit, paralegals can do all that. And it just, it raised my standard. And I would never, I trained a few. I mean, I would never have trained a paralegal to that standard. I would now, but I wouldn't have then. And now I don't have time. Like now, could I train a paralegal to that standard? Yes, I could. It would take me a year. It would be a colossal waste of my time because they exist in the world. So the only time where it's really important to be able to train is A, for culture, where you're willing, where you have a role for them in their untrained state. So for instance, if you're a large enough firm, you can bring in law clerks. And when they graduate, they can be junior attorneys because you've got a role for junior attorneys where they can be valuable in that role. And then you'll train them to be senior attorneys, but like they're serviceable all the way through that training um, because that takes time. If you don't have a firm that size, you've got to hire for the position you need and then hope that they grow from there. But you can't, you're not a training business. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't actually know enough about your background, Yana, but I don't think you're a professional trainer. And so it's hubris a little bit to think that you're going to all of a sudden become one. You're also not a professional recruiter. So that's part of the problem, right? But it's, you know, you have a better idea of, or you have a better chance of finding what you're looking for. If you just get really clear about what you're looking for and you go out there and you hunt for it, or you, you pay someone else to hunt for it and not accept less, you know, meet your standard for not accepting less. 
Find out how TimeSolve fits your firm. With six different ways to track time, surely one will fit, even on the go. Or quickly estimate flat fee projects. Batch payments for hundreds of invoices at once with TimeSolve Pay. Getting paid quickly is a great fit. And TimeSolve fits with the other tools you use. QuickBooks, LawPay, NetDocuments, LawRuler, Microsoft, all just plug in. Try TimeSolve free. Get a $100 Amazon gift card when you sign up. TimeSolve.com. LawClerk's nationwide network of talented freelance lawyers is trusted by thousands of law firms. Solo attorneys and firms can get help with the project-based work and also ongoing work via a subscription. Sign up is free and there are no monthly fees. You only pay when you delegate work. Plus, LawClerk has a new app for your mobile device to help you manage the work you've delegated while you're on the go. Be sure to use referral code UNBILLABLE when you sign up at lawclerk.legal. Finally, our last question comes from a lawyer who has problems with understaffing as she is about to go on maternity leave. I'm scheduled to deliver any day now, Chris. Congratulations. Yay. Uh, I've lost a lot of money this year behind that, so I'll take it. But what I wanted to ask you is I have hired an attorney that had supposedly on the books, on paper, she has 18 years of experience. I have a younger attorney who fresh out of, you know, passing the bar at the end of last year, I find him to be worth more than the 18-year attorney that I have. And the the issue that I have is that he's not in a position, he's not ready to go to trial. He can't try cases. But I have an 18-year vet that's on my payroll who I'm struggling with. But at the same time, the market is so bad and I'm about to pop. So I definitely can't, you know, jump in a courtroom right now. I'm not even in Georgia. I'm in Florida. So what do I do with this 18-year vet? Do I just let her loose? What do I do? Well, I mean, so there's the short-term answer and the long-term answer, right? If, if that leaves you without anybody that can go to court tomorrow, you don't do that to your business. But the market, listen, the market, everyone's at the market. There's There are lawyers out there. You just, you, it's just different. You've got a market for them and find them. I'm hiring them and you guys can too. The, okay. you know, you have to, like, it's not putting an ad out on Indeed. It's, you know, it's calling, listen, there's, I don't want to give all my secrets away, but there, I won't even give the name, but there's another law firm um, in Colorado who claims to be everything that, that I'm, that, that, that is my mission, but they're not. Okay. And so the lawyers that are there are disillusioned and I'm picking them off one at a time. Like there are places, like if you get your name out there and like, listen, here's the, the model that I've tried to teach and continue, will continue to try to teach because I think it works. It works for me is you start with who would I want that I know exists in the world. Doesn't matter if they're looking for a job or not, who would I want? Can you like when I say like who like if you could choose any lawyer that you know to come work in your firm uh, right now, do you know who they are? I mean, they own their own firm. I didn't say that they would work in your business. I just said if if you could wave a magic wand and they'd be in your business. Yeah. Who would it be? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know them. And they either own their own firm or their work in a firm. And you hopefully, you know, some who work in a firm and they're happy where they are. 
Right. And if you know the owner of the firm, even better, because then you call the owner of that firm and you say, hey, listen, I want to talk to Gene. Gene is exactly the kind of lawyer I want to work in my firm. And I promise you, nine ways to Sunday, even if Gene tells me she hates your gut, he hates your guts and wants to leave. Like, I won't hire Gene out of respect for you. This is not what this conversation is, but here's what I know. Lawyers like Gene know lawyers like Gene, and I don't. So I want to talk to Gene to get an idea about who out there is not happy, but they're not looking. They're not on Indeed. They're not looking where I'm, where I'm putting the word out so that I can go talk to them. Okay. And then you get permission to talk to Gene and you ask Gene, give me four, you know, at the end of the day, I can't hire you, but can you help me out? I need people, you know, who are the five lawyers you would think would be great for my business? And gotcha. then you go talk to them and you ask each of them for the three lawyers. And I learned this from my insurance guy. When I first opened my law firm, my insurance guy came in to try to sell me insurance. It was like day three. I wasn't buying anything. Uh, I was buying paper clips. Yeah, so we had a nice conversation. He said, listen, I know you're not going to buy anything this year. I, I know you'll buy for me next year. But in the meantime, you know, three people I should talk to. And I gave him three names. And that's how he built his business. And that's the same thing I'm using to recruit is I just go find people that are people that I would want if they were available. And I don't care if they're available because each one of them knows five people. And, you know, before you know it, I'm talking to 125 people. And then I find people. And that's how I found like everybody that I've been building this new business. Like that's how I find all the lawyers right now because lawyers aren't looking for jobs, not the good yeah. ones. Right. But they are looking in their heads. They're just okay. afraid. So you go find them. All right. But yeah, for right now, no, you, you know, you can't leave yourself in the lurch, have your newish lawyer second chair her so he can get trial ready, send him to Nita. Yeah, send him to Nita. I was going to say the, the, the trial lawyers college in South Carolina, but I think that's only for prosecutors. But Nita is a good place to go. And there's probably others. Um, there's probably um, AALJ or something uh, like Inkler might know. Who else on here does defense? ALJ for if you're doing civil litigation for PI work. Trial lawyers college is doing stuff for criminal, but they also do if you don't represent corporations, they will train you for certain things. And then NIDA is some of the civil litigation. And there's the National Criminal Defense College as well for criminal defense lawyers. Thank you for listening. This has been the Unbillable Hour Community Table on the Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu slash interactive or download PLI's mobile app.